everyone and welcome to PR Not BS with me, Fiona Scott. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope things have been great for you in your business, at home. I hope 2022 so far has been brilliant for you. Um, Today we've got another brilliant guest. I'm so lucky to know so many interesting people. So I'd like to welcome Angela D'Souza. Angela, welcome as our guest today. Hi Fiona, thanks so much for having me. Right, I'm not going to introduce you and what you do. I'm going to let you do that for yourself. We've known each other for a few years now, so tell our listeners, who are you and what do you do? Right, my name is Angela D'Souza and I uh, am the founder of the Women's Business Club. And what we do at Women's Business Club is we support you in your business or your career. And at the moment, we're on a mission to launch a thousand coffee and co-working events across the UK um, in a mission to get people back out, get people connecting with each other, meeting up in person um, and just doing business um, relationally. We want to see people meeting in person again. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment. I've been involved with you, supporting you um, with getting the word out there about coffee and co-working. I think it's a great idea. Angela, because I'm, I found this kind of seems to be a roughly 50-50 split. Some people in business can't wait to get out there. That's me. Mm-hmm. And then some people in business really reluctant, quite scared. They've kind of, particularly if they're quite introverted anyway. I mean, what are you finding around this? I think pretty much the same as you. I think people are either passionate and desperate to get out or they're just more and more comfortable you know, in their in their pajamas at home or working by themselves in their office. One thing I would say is that the coffee and co-working style, it really does make it an easy entry point to get back into in-person events. So if especially if you're an introvert and you don't like networking, because I don't particularly like networking myself. <laughs> so I've set up an event in a way that I would feel comfortable. And so it's not networking, it's co-working. You come into your event, you get a nice cup of coffee or tea, you open up your laptop if you want to and you do a bit of work and you natter to people who are sitting around you some women they don't even open up their laptop they just do a few things on their phone but mostly they just want to have a good chat and others want to get on with some work but they just don't want to be by themselves and so it's a wonderful very very low-key way of just getting out there but making it work for you in a way that you're comfortable Okay, so if someone thinks, oh, I'd really like that, and there isn't one of these um, coffee and co-working opportunities in that area, how do they create one? Because I often say to people, if you see something you like and it's not in your community, be the person that puts it there, be the creator. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we're thinking. We want to get as many set up uh, wherever we can so that no businesswoman has to travel more than half an hour to access one of these and we can't do that on our own we need leaders and so we've made it very easy to lead your own club and um, you just sign up on the website or you can inquire it's not a commitment when you sign up on the website it's just an inquiry go womensbusiness.club forward slash leaders And on there, you'll find out more information and there's an inquiry form. And from there, you'll get an email inviting you to a call uh, or you can reply to the email and ask some questions. It's super, super simple. There's only two steps. If you do join us as a, a leader, 
two steps. You find a venue and you send us your preferred date and time and we do everything else. We set it up for you. We help with the marketing and then we send you your own unique link so that you can also invite people in your community. So we've tried to make it as easy as possible so that we can get as many of these as possible set up around the country. And Angela, if I talk to a more wider point now, why should women meet up as a collective together? I, You know, I often get this when I talk about women-only events. You're bound to get some bloke saying, oh, well, why don't we have men-only events? How do you deal with that kind of comment? First of all, we're actually partnering with a men's networking company for that very reason. They run men-only events because men have different needs to women. And I love that we're going to partner with them so that we can say, well, actually, there is somewhere for men. But that I'm not going to promote them today. I'm going to promote us. Yeah. <laughs> so Women's Business Club, um, it's not about separating men and women because we want to be separate. It's about supporting women and acknowledging that women do business differently and have different needs. Um, growing confidence so that they can go back into the mixed business setting with more confidence in being a woman in business. And I emphasize woman in business because what we don't want to do is feel that we have to become like a man or to behave like a man or just to be somebody that we're not in order to fit in. We are so passionate about helping women to Be authentic. Find your identity as a woman in business and go out and be yourself, unashamedly yourself. And so that's one of the first reasons why it's Women's Business Club. It's not because we are anti-men. It's not because we don't want to work with men. It's more about learning about how to be the best version of ourselves that we can be and unashamedly bringing that to the the, the business community. And I believe that when men and women um, kind of own who they are and work well together, the business world benefits because we complement each other. You know, men and women working together is actually brilliant if men are being men and women are being women. A lot of people refer to masculine and feminine energy as opposed to gender, which is, I mean, it's not something we talk about, but it is definitely something to be said around that as well. I agree. I'm I'm quite a spiritual person, so I do talk about male and female energy. And for me, I've probably got quite a lot of male energy, um, mm. but I'm a woman. And there have been times in business where I felt very defeated or crushed by men in business who have felt mm. who perceive themselves as more successful than me. Mm. And yet, I know that in business, you know, in the world of the micro business, I have actually been quite successful. And I'm very happy to share steps and tips with other women about that. Um, You know, does any of that resonate with you and your experience, Angela? Oh, just the other day, I had a meeting with a man and I left the meeting feeling completely down, (laughs) deflated. Mm. Um, I just knew that he didn't take me seriously. And I knew how he saw me. And it wasn't my perception or insecurity because I'm actually quite confident in the business world. But he, I knew that because I'm a woman, you know, he, he just looked down on me and I could feel it. And that was just last week, you know. So even though I've grown in my own personal journey, in my confidence, there's still a lot of work to be done in this area. But the truth is men and women, they do business differently. You know, we really do. And I think we need to embrace how we do business as a woman because 
that is a strength, that is an advantage to the business world. We definitely are more nurturing. We definitely work well together collaboratively. We work well together um, in kind of supporting each other and bringing out the best in each other. In fact, just last week, I met with the founder of Crowdfunding UK, uh, Dawn Bay, and she said that she's noticed a trend amongst raising funds, amongst crowdfunding, that women are better. That She's got the hard data, you know, she's got the statistics that women are actually better at crowdfunding than the men are. They just seem to, you know, be, get more people involved. They seem to be more collaborative in the whole approach, which is very interesting. It is interesting. And Angela, when you look back across your career for Women's Business Club, which is the organisation that underpinning coffee and co-working, talk to me about um, something of how it all came about in the beginning. <laughs> well, it all came about purely by accident because I had no intention of setting up another business after my first business failed. I pretty much wrote myself off as a businesswoman. But I really believe that if you're meant to do something in this life, it will keep coming up. You know, you can suppress it or you can embrace it, but it will keep coming up and knocking at your door. And so it was inevitable that I was going to set up Women's Business Club or some sort of community-based business because that's just what I do. I love to build community. And um, so it just came up very naturally. I just had a passion to connect women in business and support them. I did it because I hated business networking and I wanted to create the event that I would love that I would feel comfortable being myself at and then invite others to join me who felt the same way. And that's really the heartbeat behind it. So some of the key things that were important to me were friendliness. I always felt out of place at networking events and still, you know, I went to one a couple of weeks ago and I still felt out of place. I'm a complete introvert and I just, I hate feeling awkward standing around in a room, not knowing how to break into a conversation or actually I do know how you're supposed to do it, but I still feel uncomfortable doing it. Um, and small talk just annoys me. I'm very, you know, impatient with small talk. I like to go deep and go deep quickly and all these things, you know, this is just me and, and my perspective, but I wanted to set up an event where nobody had to feel the way I felt. And so being friendly was something that we trained our leaders right from the welcome you walk into the room the leaders are trained to make you feel welcome make you feel like the most important person in the room and then you quickly connect people with each other so nobody's standing alone and then when when people leave again make them feel like you're going to miss them like they're the most important person in that room and they've just left the room and so we really train people well to create this experience for you when you come to a women's business club um, and that way you never have to feel awkward or, you know, like you don't fit in. And then the other aspect or the other element that was important to me was quality. So I wanted quality food. I didn't want dry sandwiches with, you know, a piece of cheese on or something. I didn't want instant coffee. It had to be good quality, healthy food, your know, salads with a piece of salmon or chicken, um, filtered coffee, a selection of, of herbal teas or, you know, stuff like that. Um, it needed to be really quality. The venue needed to make you feel like you were going out somewhere special. You know, you've got to go out of your office or out of your home office and you got to go out. You were going out for this networking event and it needed to create that feel like I've been out for the day. Do you know that feeling you get like when you've gone somewhere special? 
And so the quality is very much a part of the experience. And what I've found, nine times out of 10, the feedback has always been, wow, I feel so refreshed. And I love hearing that feedback, that you've just had a really good afternoon out, a good quality meal. Now, obviously, the coffee and co-working is not going to be serving food, but this is referring to our very first events that were lunchtime events. I am... when I used to come to your events, I really noticed that. And, and I remember distinctly you had one guest once who was just, she was um, one of the women in the Second World War who flew um, planes. Molly. Yes. Molly. And I, I remember she really sticks in my mind. I had a really good conversation with her. Um, and that was really wonderful. So I remember that really, really clearly. And at the beginning of my career in business, going to good quality women only events really helped me to mm. be the best of myself at other events too mm. and that's that's the point that's what we want to achieve and I'm so pleased that that worked for you and the other thing Angela you talk about being an introvert which people might find a bit odd running the sort of business that you do um you know but your passion must overcome your natural introvert if you like your passion for what you do tell me a bit about that many times people misunderstand the introvert extrovert dynamic um for me my understanding is an introvert is an or an extrovert is how you recover more than anything it's not about being shy i used to be shy i'm not shy anymore but I, i'll always be an introvert and so for me it's what do i do to recharge how do i recover I would go to a networking event and I would need to spend time alone to recharge. If I spend too much time around people, I can get very drained and down. Whereas an extrovert, they need to be around people to be energized. And so they can go to a hundred events back to back and they will be like buzzing. They'll be so full. And so that's one of the key things about being an introvert is that even though I love being around people, it, it does drain me. Mm. Uh, I'm also a speaker and as a speaker I'm not one of those people that can um, mingle with the crowd before doing a talk because by the time I get on the stage to do my talk I'm drained and I can't do a good job whereas an extrovert they would be mingling with the crowd and feeding off that energy before they get on the stage and then they're buzzing to do their talk. You're so right because I give a lot of talks too and I am exactly that person it doesn't matter to me in my head, I've already know what I'm going to say. So I'm chatting, 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 and then I'm off. I can mm. be pretty drained afterwards, to be fair. By the end mm -hmm. of the day, I usually need a day to recover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I learned very early on to manage my diary carefully to make sure that I have um, gaps where I'm working by myself on admin or things like that um, in between the people events because I was doing a lot out out and about and actually I wouldn't be able to do a good job if I didn't have those gaps knowing that I needed to um, recover my energy also when you network and as an introvert you can always spot an introvert they'll be on the side of the room they'll be hanging out by the coffee they'll need to be behind something they'll be on their phone or behind their cup of coffee or like just sitting there waiting for someone to come and talk to them, whereas an extrovert is a lot more confident to go up and break into a conversation and just be in the middle of the room and be the life of the party. And I actually learned something very interesting. I think it was from Warren Cass. He spoke about the psychology of networking and how to read a room. 
Um, and it, that was just absolutely fascinating. Even as an introvert, you can read a room and you can see where you most likely to be able to break into a conversation with ease. And I found it very useful. I, actually, you and I may have um, spoken to the same person because I um, I remember distinctly realising that the introverts in the room may run very successful businesses, but that because they're generally not extrovert, they would probably be more likely to need someone like me, who's all about mm-hmm. visibility. So I used to, um, probably when I was about five years in, I would actually stop, pause, not look for the shiny object in the room because extroverts mm-hmm. generally do that. Um, I look around the room for the person who's quiet and go up and talk to them. I got some of my best clients that way. Exactly. You will do. And also people remember how you make them feel. And as an introvert, if you have somebody come up to you and make you feel comfortable and make you feel better, you're going to be more memorable. And that's another thing I learned when networking is just listen more than you speak. You're going to get better opportunities. You're going to make better business deals if you can listen and then speak when you've got something of value to contribute rather than trying to kind of speak and and, um, have verbal diarrhea, trying to get as many words out as possible and hope that the person will do business with you. Um, An introvert particularly will value those connections and that relationship over the, you know, the strong sales pitch. And the other thing, more generally, Angela, in business and for your business, um, how important is PR? PR is huge. PR is, you know, it's everything. Um, we, we have to be seen in, I think, I think it's six or seven different places before people even notice you. Um, I think your marketing and your PR goes hand in hand. You've got to be out there, you know, on all the digital platforms, but you've also got to be out there um, on the radio, uh, on the TV where possible, in publications. Um, and I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think people do take you a little bit more seriously if they see you out in the press, if they hear you on the radio. They do really, you know, want to lean in a bit more than if you amongst all the social media noise. I would definitely agree with you. I think one of the things that business owners can do, male or female now, they think, well, I don't need to do that more traditional um, media because I'm on social media. But actually, it's a really crowded place. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The old stuff still works really well hand in hand with the new stuff. Um, and mm. I certainly advise clients to do both. Um, but actually, when people are starting in business, Angela, and they've got very limited budget, they often underestimate how much work they need to do. Yeah, that's true. Are you speaking specifically about PR or just in general? No, well, PR and marketing. In my world, marketing yeah. is PR because it's public relations. Yeah. So it's everything yeah. that you do to be visible to the public, wherever that yeah. may be. And I just think that they underestimate how much time they're going to have to spend doing that to drive their business forward it's probably 80 percent of the time i mean i might be exaggerating a little bit but not much because i remember when i started the business that's predominantly what i would do you know people would always say the biggest mistake you make in business is spending too much time working in the business and not on it and when I learned that, I thought I'm the opposite. I think I'm working too much on the business and not enough in it because um, I was constantly sending out press releases, doing marketing, sending out social media, 
But we were often in, you know, the newspaper, on the radio. I even had uh, exposure internationally on TV. But that, you know, that really was spending most of my time um, as a small business founder. I didn't have the luxury of a massive team. I had to do it all. But I spent most of my time um, on marketing and PR on a zero budget. Yeah, I always say to people, you're going to have to spend time on it and money and the balance and proportion of that will just vary on the size of your business and where you are on your business mm. journey and it, mm. it will increase over time as you grow it will increase over time because you'll add other layers on top mm. um, well I'm in the fortunate position now where I can have the budget to have professionals because that's not my area of expertise so now I can spend a lot less time on it because I know that I have professionals on the PR, such as yourself. I have a creative director and a marketing team. Um, and it's just so lovely now to be able to take a step back. But I don't know if we would have got to where we are today if in the beginning of the business, I just didn't spend an awful lot of time on the marketing and PR. What part of PR, um, when you were spending that time, did you enjoy the most? Was it radio? Was it TV? Was it writing? Where did you enjoy being the most? I must say, I really love the TV. I just really enjoy that and the radio as well. The very first time I went on the radio, I was so nervous. Like my hands were dripping with sweat and I thought, I can't do this. But once I opened my mouth, I felt really natural and comfortable and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I do enjoy the writing, but even though I, I do write a lot, I don't feel like I'm gifted in, in writing. So I prefer to have you know professionals do the write-ups. Um, and then I'm happy to take the calls or, you know, do the interviews off the back of them. I find with me, people find this really strange, but um, I'm a writer. I'm writing all the time for clients. But actually, when someone I have to bring someone else in to do my PR because yeah. and time is the it's factor. Yeah. Um, and t learning how to manage time is such a big thing in business, Angela. Mm, absolutely. I agree. Now, tell me, you said you mentioned it obliquely, but I'm going to um, pull you up on it. You say you're a speaker. So if people were to employ you as a speaker or consider you as a speaker, what are your main themes? What do you talk about? I can talk about a lot. I love to do, to do public speaking. But um, I think at the moment, I'm particularly passionate about a topic that I call metacognition. And that is how what you think you become. You know, it's an awareness of your thought process and how much what you think actually builds your entire life. And so uh, I'd love to get the idea across that just one thought, it can be life-changing. If you can change one thought, you can make a significant change. Imagine if you can change multiple thoughts. And research shows that 70% of our thoughts are negative and redundant. And once you realize that, you're like, whoa, that means that my whole life is now fighting against these negative and redundant thoughts. And if I can just change even 10% of that, you know, I could change my, my whole life, my whole business, relationships, you name it. So as you can tell, <laughs> I'm extremely passionate about that particular topic. Yes, um, I find it fascinating. I look forward to learning more about that from you personally, Angela. It's been such a joy to talk to you. So if people are interested in anything you've said, how can they find you? You can either find me through Women's Business Club, which is womensbusiness.club, or through my personal website, um, angeladesouza.com. 
brilliant. Thank you so much for being with me today, Angela. Thank you so much for listening into my podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it and you found it useful. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website on www.scottmedia.uk. Have a look at my power hours if you'd like to book a little bit of time with me just to find out a bit more about me and any advice and training I can give you. Also, you might want to pop along to Facebook and join my free PR tribe. It's called Fiona Scott's PR Tribe. You apply to join, say you've listened to a podcast and myself and one of my team will let you join the group. In there, I offer lots of hints and tips. I do sell myself, as you might expect, but I share loads of content and advice for free. So thank you again for listening and speak to you next time. (laughs) 